I love this. I was reading my dad's commentary from the book of Jonah. And let me read it to you. Jonah chapter 2, verse 1, says, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. And my dad says in the commentary, Jonah didn't pray the minute he was swallowed. Three days and three nights passed before he prayed. Why do you suppose he waited so long? I suggest it was for the same reason that we do. When we're in a place where we know we have rebelled against the will of the Lord and we're in a tight spot because of it, we think, no doubt I've blown it so badly that God won't listen to anything I say. Therefore, why pray? If I were God, I wouldn't listen to me either. (laughs) That's true. And then my dad goes on to say, but we have the mistaken idea that God hears the prayers of, quote, good people, but turns a deaf ear to those who are in a place of rebelliousness or weakness. So often I mistakenly think my relationship with God is based upon The subtle supposition that if I'm really, quote, good, if I'm reading my Bible, going to church and praying a lot, God will hear my prayers. But if I'm not, then he's not interested. But that's just not true. For as Jonah is able to experience, God is gracious and merciful, kind and compassionate, ready to forgive, and eager to respond to his children no matter where they're at or why they're there. Just as Jonah was able to experience that, so can we. I love that. This is Peter John. Welcome to Rogue Grace. We've been looking at the story of Jonah, and we saw yesterday that he had a, well, a whale of a problem, it seemed. But then just as my dad pointed out in that commentary, on the third day, he realized God is on the throne. God is good. Here I am in the belly of a whale. Here I am in a tight spot. Here I am in almost like Hades, like hell. But God is good. We've been looking at the praise of Jonah in the fish's belly. You know, I have to say this, that when I was in my own whale of a problem, when I was in my own fish's belly the past several weeks, past couple of months, outwardly the circumstances would seem to you and to me quite frankly to be horrible I mean horrible they would there's just no other way around it outwardly physically but I didn't have that bad of a time in in fact in many ways I have to say I had a beautiful time Laying in a hospital bed, going through therapy, 
on all kinds of IVs and stuff. Six weeks in the hospital, and I had a good time. I, I, I'm not lying. I'm not exaggerating. I, I, my speech was off in terms of get, making sense. Uh, I, I can't remember a lot of it, but I don't look back and think that was a horrible experience. I can look back and say, um, there's, there's a peace that was there that passes understanding. It really was. And of course, my beautiful wife was often there and my, my dad was often there. That always helps. <laughs> That's always good. But even as good as that is, even if they weren't there, which that would be a bummer. The Lord was there. Just like he's with me now and with you now. And uh, so Jonah could be going through hell on earth, which he basically said he was, and yet still praising God. Wouldn't you love to have that advantage? Wouldn't you love to have that uh, tool, that option of even if you're going through, quote, hell on earth, that you are experiencing the reality of heaven in your heart? How do you stop that? Huh? How, how do you bring that down? How do you bring a guy or a gal who is experiencing the kingdom of God in their heart down from that? You just don't. Pretty awesome. And we're going to talk about Jonah as it pertains to Jesus. Probably not, maybe not this morning, but soon. <laughs> because Jesus used Jonah by name as the example of what he would be and what he would do. So I'm looking forward, of course, to getting to Jesus. But just looking at, at Jonah now, he's in the belly of a fish. Let me read to you from Jonah chapter 2, picking up where we left off yesterday. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. This is on the third day, third night. And finally, he calls out to the Lord. He prays and he says this, quote, I called out to the Lord out of my distress and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Verse 4. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall look again upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life, and the deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. At the root of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet, again, whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. Wow! No wonder why the Lord used this guy. Even when he is in the belly of a fish, in hell... Oh, 
virtually hell on earth. The Lord is so real to him that he is able to praise God in the middle of that. You know, this is actually the most beautiful thing in in the book of Jonah, really. Um, this is like an incredible anthem of praise while he is in the belly of the fish. While he is seemingly in hell on earth, he's giving an incredible anthem of praise. Let me tell you something, friend. Let me tell you something that you probably already know, and if you don't, then listen, if you would. Sometimes the greatest, most blessed experiences of feeling God, hearing God, knowing God, is not when everything is bright and sunny and warm, Those are great times. I'm not saying, Lord, don't give me those. (laughs) But what I am saying is sometimes when things are damp or closed or even suffocating, that if you call out to the Lord, like Jonah, you say, you've met me, even while he was in the belly of the fish. You can be in your hospital bed. You can be in your um, house unemployed waiting to hear from someone. You, you, can, hear, you can hear from um, your boss about how good you're not doing or, or whatever it might be. But if you have the peace of God that passes understanding, it doesn't matter if you're in the belly of a fish or not. In fact, maybe you should be. If you have this, you have everything kingdom of God is so much more than, well, Paul says in Romans that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. Okay? You get that? It's not meat or drink. That means it's not physical. It's not financial. It's not outward. It's not circumstances. But he says it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. You know, I often think about our brothers and sisters in other cultures who are under the gun, literally sometimes, who are feeling the heat, literally, many times, for their faith, for their Christianity. And they're imprisoned or separated or even put to death. And I think about them, and I wonder how they're doing, how their faith is, what they're thinking. But you know what? Looking here at Jonah, sometimes it's when everything seems to be closed in that that person can really beautifully experience the presence of God. Pretty cool. That's how I feel. That's how I felt in uh, the hospital. I couldn't even read my Bible hardly. I could read maybe a verse at a time. But the Lord was so there. He was so there for me. And I know you can say the same thing about times that you've been in. 
And so, Lord, you know, we, we don't necessarily ask to be swallowed up by the whale, but if we are right now, thank you that you're with us. We'll be right back.
so Jonah has this incredible praise to God in the belly of the whale. This incredible anthem of worship and praise that we are reading. And so how do you think God met him in such a way that would cause him to praise and worship? In the midst of the seaweed wrapped around his head, in imagine, I mean, you can't because you've never experienced this, but think about being in a, a belly of a, of a mammal for three days. What, what in the world? Out of this world? I mean, that's crazy. And Jonah would have seemed to have gone crazy. So how did the Lord meet him? Somehow God put him in that place where he couldn't escape. And in the meantime, God was constantly for those three days and three nights, somehow, and I don't know how it doesn't say, affirming to Jonah that God is good. God loves him. God is in control. God is sovereign and God is wise. Those are the things that Jonah is able to convey in this praise of anthem that he gives in the belly of the whale. Let's re- let me read it to you the rest. He says, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought me up. My life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. And those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Think about that. I love that. He's like, you know what? If I was trusting in vain idols, then I would be forsaking all hope in steadfast love. He's saying that in the belly of a fish, not from a pulpit not in a comfortable environment. He is saying that in hell on earth, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Of course, that means that he has hope in steadfast love. And we have hope. In the steadfast love of God. No matter what we are going through. Just like what Jonah was going through. (laughs) Pretty awesome. Finally, last verse. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Really, Jonah? I mean, that's awesome, beautiful, anointed. But how are you going to vow, I should say, pay what you vowed? He says, I like this, with the voice of thanksgiving, well, I sacrifice to you. That's all I have right now. He is saying is a voice. I'm stuck here in this belly. I can't move. But with my voice, I will He says, make my sacrifices. And with my voice, I will keep my vows because salvation 
belongs to the Lord with my voice. See, he's for us showing what the new covenant gives us. The new covenant. The covenant that came through the resurrection of the greater than Jonah, Jesus. And that is with our voices. Now, was Jonah doing awesome? Was he walking in God's ways? No, he was in the middle of a fish that God was bringing him to where he was supposed to be in the first place. And yet he says, I'm going to praise the Lord. Get it? Sister, brother, just praise the Lord. No matter whether you're smack dab in the center of his will or you're as far away as the east is from the west or the north from the south or whatever. I'm saying you can always praise God and, and that, like Jonah, it's a sacrifice that God finds beautiful. So beautiful that we'll see in the next verse, <laughs> the Lord spoke to the fish. <laughs> That's awesome. And as you're in right now in a tight situation, perhaps, the Lord is worthy of your praise. And it will, even if you're in the tight situation, you praise him you worship him like Jonah, he'll meet you. He really will. And you'll find that you're fulfilling the very thing you should, could have, would have been doing all along anyways. Me too. It's so great that the Lord accepts our worship, not just when we're on the top of a mountain, not just when we're doing great, but we're in the belly of a fish and we're doing bad. You praise the Lord and he always will hear you. So you can do that in your house. You can do that in your car. I love doing that at morning worship. Every morning here at the, at the church, we have worship at 6.30 to 7.30. You can come for five minutes or an hour, but if you're in the belly of a, if you have a whale of a problem, if you're going through something of Hades, so to speak, like Jonah said he was, can I encourage you to come to morning worship tomorrow morning and just sing? And I promise you, God will meet you. He will. Maybe you'll end up out of the problem. Maybe though you, in the midst of the problem, you have a complete peace that passes understanding. Okay? So those are my thoughts on Jonah for the day. I'm going to come back with some other thoughts. Um, some thoughts that I think might be a bit controversial, except that I have to say, it's just my opinion. We'll be right back. There's no deed that can redeem us. There's no right
that was Dustin Kinsrew. It is finished. I put on the wrong song accidentally, but that'll work. That's fine message. A song that maybe um, I've heard too many times, but I, that's fine. It was still a good song. And um, you're listening to Rogue Grace here, and I'm Peter John. Thankful for the opportunity. Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to suggest. Okay? I'm suggesting that we ought to, and by we I mean Christians in general, consider what a church service would have looked like in the book of Acts. <laughs> Do you think that a church service in the book of Acts would have been everybody comes, drops their kids off in Sunday school class, sits down and the service begins, And then they're there for an hour and 15 minutes. And they sing four songs. They give their tithes. They give their offerings. Then they listen to a 35-minute sermon. Then maybe one more song and they're dismissed. Could it have been that way in the first century? Well, I guess possibly, but I don't really think so. So, my thought is, not that that's wrong. Not at all. But what ways is church being done around the world, maybe across our country, that might look different, yet it's still a beautiful example of church. And also, in what ways can we, perhaps, at Applegate, continue to seek God and say, what do you want for us as a church? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. If we took a church service here in the United States now and a church service in first century Jerusalem, would they look anything alike? I'm only thinking out loud. But you know what? Whether they do or don't, I promise you that Jesus draws near to those that are seeking him in spirit and in truth. That's why I love Sunday morning here. Gathering with people that are seeking the Lord in spirit and in truth. So I guess I would say on Sunday morning, just give me people who want to seek the Lord in spirit and in truth. And then I would add underneath that, can we consider what it would have been like in the first century? Just maybe a conversation, maybe a Sunday night. I don't know, service or something that might 
give some ideas or some thoughts as well as Sunday morning that we do, I'm just thinking it out loud. What was church like in the book of Acts? What do you think it was like? Well, I love it when we, in summertime, fire up the barbecues because they had food in the church services then. I love that. That's a lot of fun. So I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud about that. We'll be right back. soul again just to find what I've become I thought that I'd find something beautiful or some trophies that I've won a little better than I was before but still I'm rotten to the core Without your sweet, sweet love Without your sweet, sweet To my own device I'd fall right on my face Cause I'm no better than I was before I'm still rotten to the core Without your sweet, sweet to the core without your sweet Just to find what I've become 
been noting Jonah's praise in the belly of the fish when it seemed like he was in Hades itself. He was praising God. He was aware of God's goodness, as we read. Worshiping God. Thankful to God. Even though he was in such a tight spot. And that's how I feel. You know, I, I'm getting better. There's no doubt about it. Thank the Lord. And in the tight spot that I've been in and all that, the Lord has been real to me and good to me. And I haven't, I've been aware of his presence. It's been great. At the same time, at the same time, I realize that I'm limited. <laughs> so like Joe and I just say, my eyes go to the Lord, like he was saying. Because that's all I really had and still have in many ways. In fact, it seems like the better I get, the more healthy I get, the more questions I have. It's funny. The more thoughts, the more um, wonderings I get. But I think it's because my body's getting healthier, my brain is still stuck. I, it got fried due to the disease, due to some kind of growth that was happening there. And you know what? I'm still trying to get back on track a bit. So thank you for your prayers and for your kindness and for understanding and all of the rest as I continue to seek what God has for me and... um. And I hope that he can use what I've gone through for his glory. But I know that you have been praying for me and I'm thankful for that. So, you know what? We all need the Lord. And that's exactly what this last song will be about. And you know what? The Lord is there. He really is. We'll finish up the program right after this. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. guides my heart Lord I need you oh I need you every hour I need you my one defense my righteousness Is where you are. 
good stuff. Hey, next series will be probably the book of Hebrews. So I'm looking forward to that, picking up where we left off, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. But we only got to chapter two, and I'm looking forward to getting right back into Hebrews. But that's after Jonah, because I'm really looking forward to talking about Jonah, and particularly next show, which would be this afternoon, we're going to look at how Jesus was the fulfillment of the story and the prophecies of Jonah, because it says in the verse that we left off with, and the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited, <laughs> it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. <laughs> so, Jesus is equating his own experiences with Jonah, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the sign that he gives to you and I. So that will be, Lord willing, this afternoon at three o'clock. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Yep, even in the belly of the fish. May you be drawing so close to Jesus that like Jonah, you're like, <laughs> this is salvation the Lord has brought me life from the pit when my life was fainting away I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to him see even in the belly of the fish you can still experience the freedom of God may you experience that as you call out to him come to morning worship or 
Whatever it is you want to do, draw near to him. He will draw near to you. All right. Lord bless you. Talk to you this afternoon. Or you can download the podcast anytime you want as well. See you later.